Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Just firstly, a big thank you to everyone that is listening, watching The Big Gym Show, whether it be on Rugby Pass TV, on my YouTube channel, The Big Gym Show, or like this, the podcast. Please leave a review, like, subscribe, whatever you want to do. It's greatly appreciated. I appreciate the support. Thank you very much. But this episode is from the Walk and Talk series I've been doing. He is South African rugby royalty. He is a global rugby legend, back-to-back World Cup winner. It's the great, the powerful, Andre Pollard. This is the Big Gym Show. Give me a yeah. Big Jim is wearing his heels. Marching around the town to get some thrills. But it's time to go in now. And he's big and red. A shot of black coffee, now he's super dead. He gets loud. I'm a big dick house. I showed him lots of whiskey and he shoots it's like a ball. What about the storyline of Andre Pollard was injured, then comes into the squad and now could be the man? Yeah, it's, it's, it's the most alive ever feel in rugby field. I feel as a fly-off or as a kicker. Andre Pollard off the bench early. Like in your mind, you know it's going to come down to a kick probably somewhere. Arceus Naiman scores for South Africa. A lot of guys, I think, get like flustered and our shot clock's on and it's 60 seconds. There's a penalty advantage to South Africa. In that moment of putting the ball down for me, it's exciting. I love it. And here he is from 49 metres to win this semi-final. As I got back there, I looked up and for a split second in my mind, I was thinking, geez, this is going to be pretty cool if this goes over. Andre Pollard sends it through. Oh, step up, young man. That's why he got bored on early. What a moment for him. I'm with the great Andre Pollard in Leicester, my old home. Still my home, deep yeah. down. How is it? Oh, it's brilliant, mate. It's, uh, it's really good. It's... Uh, it's not a lot to the place, as you know, but I mean, you don't need much more, do you? I know some clubs go all out with it, but it's sort of the Leicester way. We, we, we just de- deal with what we have and uh, make it work. Are you I loving love it? That. I love that. Yeah, I, yeah. I've heard about the club as well. I mean, if you have a good bunch of lads, good coaching team, a great stadium to play at, and unbelievable supporters, you don't need much more than that. So it's, uh, it's been unbelievable, yeah. Tough, with the amount of games. I say this, yeah. I can ask frankly, having been there and done it before, but from the outside looking in, Andre, you go from a World Cup, you have a bit of time off, and as much as you want to be back in the mix, it's game on game. You throw in 
the yeah. Investec Champions Cup in there. A lot in there, a lot of rugby to be played. It is, it is. Um, yeah, I'll tell you what, my four days out in South Africa after the World Cup, I'm the best in and out of it. <laughs> so, um, straight back in the next weekend. Um, it's, I mean, it's tough, it is. Um, but we all knew we'd just get to February. I think that's the Six, Na- the Six Nations boys. I feel for them, they've got to go straight in again. You know, you, you go to an emotional place in the World Cup you don't often go to in life. Um, and to come straight back to zero and go again, it's the, it's the hard part. But um, you just crack on with the boys, you know, and you just want to, want, to, want to contribute to the club, to the team, and that keeps you going. And, and I mean, it's all in the past now, isn't it? It's, uh, mm. it's a brilliant memory, but it's all in the past now. Yeah. Crack on. Do you think about it much? You might, like, I, I don't know how, I've never won a World Cup, so I wouldn't know, let alone going back to back. To go from where you've came from, not in the squad, the injury that you had, then being called up. Like, were you at home, like, dreaming of a moment like that against England where you come on and you <laughs> kick a goal? You, look, they are dreams, yeah. aren't they, as young men yeah. that you have? Yeah, they, they are dreams as, as young boys, you, you think of that. And, um, then, you, then you sort of grow up and those dreams tend to go to, the, to like, the less priority, like it goes to the back, you start focusing on your game and all that, but it's, it's un- actually, I think we should hold on to those dreams a bit more, because it fills you, it gets you excited, and that's why you, why you, did, why you do what you do, so um, I never could have dreamt of the way it went, of course this World Cup, no, I think nobody could have dreamt that, but it's, it's, it was a roller coaster ride, man, the last few months, but um, yeah, it's all good, all good and well now. Yeah, <laughs> emotional? Yeah, very, very. Uh, I'm not a very emotional guy, actually, to be honest. I'm just pretty chilled, usually, and a lot of phases me, but uh, I was very disappointed, of course, not getting selected. Um, I know with the injury and stuff, it was difficult, but um, not that I was disappointed or angry at anybody. It was just, I was sad not to go with the boys, because I knew, like, it's such a special group, and, and you know, like, with you, when you go to World Cup with a group like that, you always got an opportunity to win it, mm-hmm. and I think that was a big thing, um, why I was emotional, but, and then three weeks later, getting up again, going back, and then, uh, so it was a real roller coaster, man, but it's uh, a lot more good than bad, yeah. Yeah, because there was talk before, and again, the, the media made this big hype that you're not in and they're going to fake an injury and you're going to come back in. I know they didn't fake an injury, but you came back in. So that conversation with the coaches and trying to see her last week and all the kind of insight, which is amazing, from the South African players and the coaches around selection, was it as simple as that? Was it just like, mate, you're struggling with a bit with injury, you're not in? It's very simple. If you don't train and, you don't, and you're not available to play, then you're not going to be in the squad. It's simple as that. It doesn't matter who you are. CR as well was a tight call with his knee. Of course, we know the story about that. So, um, and that's just the facts. That's just what it is. It's nothing personal. It's just what it is. Um, and we were just told with this little sort of standby group of guys just missed out. And we were just told, like, stay ready. Go back to your club, stay ready. And if something happens, we might call you back. And uh, um, I certainly didn't think when Malcolm went down that was going to be me getting the call because it's such a a specialist position mm. and we were thin there as well but um, yeah I got the call man and it was uh, unreal and when Malcolm obviously Malcolm is such a, a key player mm. for South Africa and the way that the team was then made up after the 7-1 splits and all this there's only one team that would do that and that's the South yeah. African team right yeah. what's it like being in that chaos is it chaos or not no 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 I know some of the stuff we do seems chaotic and crazy <laughs> but it's not it's it's a, it's a mutual trust that's, that's grown through the players and the coaches towards each other, vice versa. Um, when they come up with these ideas, which might seem crazy for the people from the outside, it's always well thought out. Just, we discuss it openly. Um, we all know the risks involved with these decisions and, and plans, and we also know the pros on both sides. So we all buy into it. So 
Actually, it's very, very calm. It's not chaotic at all, but I, I can see why it looks that way from the outside, yeah. Mm. Are the lads joking, like, when you've gone 7-1 and you're like, right, well, who's going... Obviously, you know who's going to go to 9, who's going to 10, but do you have a little, like, giggle to yourself like a play around if yeah. two or three go down? Yeah. You know, is um, Evan moving out to the centres? <laughs> it, it is, mate, like... A little bit, like a little bit worried as well <laughs> at times. Of if Which this, one? This the front row is it? The front row issue or not? No, but to worry about the like the front row is alright. It's like especially with the backs. So we were thinking a lot. Like we had cover for one for one injury everywhere. Mm. But if we lose two on the bounce, like we've been in trouble in the past with a six-two split, and we lose two guys in ten minutes of the game, and, and we're struggling. So it was what happens after that second injury. It was like Quaja's going to go to that. Quaja's going to defend on the blind wing and all that stuff. Chase Lynn doing his box kicks in the weeks. So we had a good laugh about that. He was hitting them beautifully, by the way. It was he was, was he? Yeah, unreal, man. Of course he was. He's a freak, so <laughs> wasn't expecting anything else. Um, yeah, so you try to see the funny part of it as well at times. But, I mean, it was all business by then, by, by, by that time of the tournament, yeah. Yeah. I know it's going over old ground and it's been spoken about and you're part of that conversation but just that semi-final I, I was there it was just the craziest thing ever because of the journey that South Africa had been on the journey that England had been on the fact that England was so dominant in that semi-final the game plan everything around that and then Manny comes off in the first half and we've been there as players you know it's not going well early earlier substitution here Luke yeah, that's right. Andre Pollard has been brought onto the field. There is Andre Pollard. 22 points in the World Cup final against England four years ago. Was that How was that for you, being on the bench? Was that spoken about before? Was it just off the cuff? Because you wouldn't have been expected to go in on at half-time. Uh, sorry, in the first half, would you? No, not at all, to be honest. I was very, very surprised. Um, we were sort of chatting away on the bench about, listen, clearly England's plan is working, the kicking game was brilliant that day, and we were sort of thinking of plans and ideas that we could do different. The next moment they just give me the call and I've got to go, and um, it was really a surprise, because I didn't think Monty played that badly at all. He's just had a great penalty before, and um, a couple of things went, went against us as a team, but I mean, our coaches have done that in the past so many times that it's not a surprise to us anymore. Um, and again, it's nothing personal. Next week, next guy goes again. It's nothing like that. It's just in that moment they feel that the team needs something different. Um, so it was a bit of a shock, but I mean, you just, you just crack on. Like you just got to go and, and do what you do. Like it was early still, so we had quite a lot of time to to still get into it. Where if you come on the bench, off the bench, with like 15 minutes to go, sometimes you can try and force it. So that was sort of a nice thing. I could actually just slowly get into that game and, and sort of feel it out and see where the opportunities were. Because it was chaotic, and for a South African perspective, I know you lost the game against Ireland in the pool, but champions, you've been in big games before, but that, it, it did feel chaotic even watching it. So you're on the bench, you come on, I don't know how much of a warm-up you've done, but you're ready to go. Yeah. Is it one of them with your experience and being in that team, it was just clear as soon as you got on there? Yeah, it was, it was, it was pretty clear, um, because we could sense the frustration. As soon as I got on the field, I could sense the frustration of the team. Um, because of course what we were doing wasn't really working and everything they were doing was working for mm. them. And we knew that we weren't playing at our top potential and that gets us frustrated. If we play at our best and the team beats us, we're all good with that. It's, it's, not, it's not no issues if they were smarter than us on the day. But we knew we had a good plan and we, we knew we could be so much better. So that was the frustration. And, um, but it was, it was clear that we needed some energy uh, and the bench of course brought that again in that second half. And, um, Peter Stiff had a, had, a, had a few words to say at half-time, which is a guy that never really speaks a lot, so 
So that was, that was interesting, and I think it was what we needed at the time. So, What did he say? Sorry to cut you off, because that is a big thing, because you look at Peter Steph, the toy, for me, one of the greatest players playing the game, phenomenal athlete, very quiet. I love the bloke. Yeah. Can you share what he said or, or how he said it? It wasn't a lot, mate. It was it was an Afrikaans, of course, and he just he just got up and he basically just told us, Listen, we just got to wake up. Are we going to get fired under our, under our, under our asses? We just got to wake up and fight. Do we want to go home tomorrow or or we want to be in this tournament and play in the final next week? And that's basically all he said, um, which was pretty obvious. We were all thinking, but no, nobody was saying it at, at that moment. And I was pretty quiet and uh, for a guy like him, who's a pretty reserved guy, doesn't ever speak, he just works hard um, to say that. It just, it just really hit, hit home with a lot of us and, uh, and we got the reaction off the back of that. Yeah, so you were shell-shocked at half-time, isn't it? Because that would have been something... Yeah, we have were. Have you felt, but... the, felt that before in the changing room? Oh, we were... Like with I South said, it was, Africa? It was more, it was more frustration half-time. Oh, a few of us spoke about afterwards, so we, we were questioning, like, um, this is really it now, like, are we going to lose this game now? Is that it? Um, and then... But it always just takes one guy to bring a positive influence or energy or chat and just get you going again. And uh, for us, it was our scrum, our scrum, our, our unbelievable scrum. Again, day. yeah, again. How many times it saved us in the past? It's just unbelievable. And Oxy got stuck in, and, and the boys and Vinny. Um, and that's all we needed. We just needed that one thing to just just get us going, and uh, and that was it. Mm. Just take us into that moment, Andre. The people watching this, that kick about what's going through your mind. I know you've been through the process and the whole saying of going through the process and the, the, the greatest analogy to use in this and we were chatting about it is when a Michael Jordan takes the game-winning shot or Tiger Woods does what he does or a Tom Brady, that's the levels that you need to be at at the biggest moment. I know the rugby lads are all humble and you're a really humble guy, but to be in that position, in that moment, in that stadium, just take Take us through yeah. that kind of feeling that you have when you when you put the ball down. Um, yeah, I think I think yeah. In that moment of putting the ball down for me, it's exciting. I love it. I love those moments. It just gets me really excited. But I don't think it starts there. I think a lot of times, like we were nine points down, fifteen to go, or whatever it was. Like in your mind, you know it's going to come down to a kick probably somewhere. And I think a lot of guys try and, and push that thought aside. Where I've, I've learned over the years to, to really just take 20 seconds in a stoppage, whatever it may be, to really like address it in your mind and then forget about it again. But at least I think subconsciously you're preparing for that. Where if it, if it happens, you get the scrum pin, a lot of guys I think get like flustered and our shot clock's on and it's 60 seconds. Where if, you, if you've addressed it early on, then you can just go into your routine and do your thing um, and just enjoy that moment because we've got to be realistic, it's not always going to go over, is it? But it is, it's, it's the most alive we've ever feel in the rugby field. I feel as a fly-off when it's a kicker. Andre Pollard, he kicked one from 52 metres deep in the quarter-final against France here last Sunday night. And here he is from 49 metres to win this semi-final. Andre Pollard sends it through! A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. semi-final oh step up young man that's why I got bored on early it's with all that pressure on you to, 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 to kick that kind of kick and it's just I don't know I just enjoy it man it's, uh, it's, it's really fun and for the first time ever in my career I, when I got back to my mark and I've told the two couple guys this, as I got back there I looked up and for a split second in my mind I was thinking geez this is going to be pretty cool if this goes over and I've never thought of something like that I've never had that thought, but that was just the sort of the mind space I was in at that moment. And uh, yeah, kicked it, and uh, that's the best strike of my life. It was uh, so real. Was that the best strike of your life? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I'll probably kick another thousand kicks, and I don't kick it like that again. It's just so it was a hard kick then, and I say that as not being a kicker, but because it was what they call a clutch kick. But looking at it, it was a tough kick, right? Yeah, was it was. 47, 48 metres out. Yeah, it was, it was tough. Um, a little bit of a shoulder breeze and uh, it was very wet, of course, that day, as you remember. Um, and, and the chilly conditions doesn't help the distance. So, But, um, yeah, I just struck that one very, very nicely. And, uh, yeah, like I said, I won't strike a ball like that again probably in my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, just for the people watching this and, and the kids as well, and when you talk about inspiring a nation I think that feeling of being alive that's sometimes one thing that I speak about when I've been in games and you've had big moments nothing like that but you've had big moments in games or you win like I've been lucky enough to win the Champions Cup and the Premiership that feeling of being alive is something that you really struggle to explain Yeah. but just try to just kind of give an idea of the, the elation it feels like you're floating like what like what, what are you thinking are you thinking family are you thinking your wife um, your country yeah I mean there's there's a lot of people you could be thinking about um, that's come across your path in, in, in your rugby career or life but for me when when you're in that zone it's personally it's just you almost think of nothing and people often say like try and think of nothing it's pretty it's actually impossible but it's almost like that you almost think of nothing you just in the moment and you just enjoy it um, that's the feeling you get, or I get, in those moments. Um, ah, I just love it, man, it's good. Yeah. Then you win the game against England, against all the odds, mm-hmm. and you go into the final against the old enemy, the All Blacks. And I didn't even, I completely forgot. I'd switched off after the World Cup. I, I thought the final was amazing. You kicked every point, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, all the first half, we <laughs> get in yeah. the second half. We weren't even close, man, oh, man. But, uh, yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, so... In that game and in the World Cup going back to back, again, it's keep talking about going back to back and inspiring a, a nation. I know you had four days of celebration and you come home. Do you, do you know what that's done to the country? Do you speak to your family back home? Are they still buzzing off the back of it? Oh, it's, it was just unbelievable to go back. Honestly, it's um, like 2019, we, we went back and we were just, we couldn't believe what we saw. But I think this time around it was, it, was, it was bigger. We couldn't think that it could get bigger, but it was. I think, and I think the reason for that is because there's just more, so many more people in South Africa understanding rugby and, and the Springboks and what it actually means to our country. Um, everybody knew about it, but never really understood it. And I think with what we did in 2019 and, and Sia and Rusty and the way they, 
that went about it is it's just in, inspired and, and, and just put the Springboks in a whole different way in people's minds South Africa. Um, so this time around it was, it was different, it was more like a, last time it was an excitement, this one was like a, just like a, just almost like a thank you and an appreciation and it was just, it was just beautiful and I think, listen we're going to be realistic, it's, it's Africa and there's going to be troubles and bad things going on probably that day after the final ready again but I still think there's a bit of a, of that nice feeling still going around mm. the country, um, especially with some of our boys doing so well in the USC and, and the Champions Cup, South African teams doing well. Um, hopefully we can we can ride that wave of just positive positive energy because that's really the only thing we need at the moment in South Africa. Mm. Does momentum gather off this? Like, are there conversations that I had, I don't know, at a government level about what rugby's done for the country? Like the scenes are undeniable. Like yeah. Even just seeing them on social media, see them on the news, see Rassi's reaction. I was in Soweto. Uh, when I was doing the Bulls Saracens match, so I went round there and just chatting to people in the street, and they're talking about that kick. They're talking about Sia. Like these are people that are literally on the streets, right? Yeah. And they have nothing. So, like, how do you think rugby can transfer? It's uh, man, listen. It's, to be honest, it's too big probably for us. But um, the only thing we can ask, because we can only do what we do. We rugby players. We try to bring joy to the country and bring positivity. And by winning World Cups, that helps. But there's people in much higher places that's got to keep driving this. Um, so, I don't know if CS is going to go into politics after right? He said no. <laughs> we asked him, he said no, he said yeah, we'll he, he always says no, but we'll see about Do that. you think he will? We'll see about that. Could you see it? I can easily see it. I understand if he doesn't want to do it, but I think he's going to, he's going to play a role somewhere or another in some, in some way or form. What that is, we don't know. We'll see, but he's just... Uh, He's got a too good a heart not to get involved in something if he knows he can, he can have a positive influence. I'm sure, I'm sure he'll have a role to play. We're talking about the La Rochelle game and the size yeah. of some of the athletes. They were going after you as well. I know you're on the bench, you came on, but they were loving that 10 channel. Yeah. What about Will Skelton, former teammate of mine? Oh, are used to playing with big people, mate, but not that big. Yeah, we are used to playing with big people, but he is massive. Mm. And uh, so, so many of our guys have never been to La Rochelle, never played against him. Um, some of the younger guys just couldn't believe their eyes. Eh? It's, uh, it's a big man. It's a massive pack of forwards, that. Um, and, and that's what they do to teams there. They just use that, just pull you into the ground and into the tsunami and to wave after wave. And, and that's why they've won the Champions Cup two years I guess. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's, it's big, big human beings. It's tough, um, especially there, yeah. That's how most teams feel when they play against South Africa. You do know that. That's <laughs> yeah. exactly what they feel like when you've got Eben and you've got Peter Steph Toy and... Dwayne Vermeulen and you've got Jasper Visa, who's the smallest of the crew, going around monstering people. Yeah, it's, it's, they asked us, some of the guys asked me after the game, like, what could you have done different and all that? And I said, like, I do think South Africa won a lot of rugby games. It's just brute force and physicality and it's, it's a part of the game. It's, everybody tries to reinvent it every four years and we're going to the next four-year cycle and I'm sure a lot of coaches will try and reinvent the game and make it more appealing to the eye and all that. I get it, I get that completely but it's going to come down to physicality always and it? and it always will. So we've got some of the greatest athletes playing our game and the jeopardy involved. Big news, Lewis Rees-Summit is yeah. leaving Rugby Union, he's off to the NFL. Can you see the appeal? <laughs> I can, I mean, it's, it's, I've never thought of that. Actually, I enjoy the NFL, I watch quite a bit, but uh, I've, never, I've never thought of that. And for a guy like him to go, it's big. I think it's big. I think it's going to probably set off a bit of a, a train reaction on a couple guys. Could your head be turned? 
as a kicker. <laughs> you could be 45, 50, <laughs> 60 and still doing it. No, but no, they, no. they look at kickers. I remember Johnny Wilkinson, he was looking at it back in the day. The great Marsden Boitat, he went over to the Cowboys. Did he? Yeah. Two year deal. Well, this is what I mean because the NFL <laughs> is full of lads from Samoa. Tonga, New Zealand with an Australian influence. South Africans are the most combat, contact ready athletes walking the planet. Yeah, Audrey so Snowman in the tight end, imagine that. My goodness <laughs> me. Would they ever even speak about it? So you've got, uh, imagine Argy, imagine, or Aki. Aki, I keep calling him Argy, I love Argy. Um, him, Eben, yourself yeah. as a kicker. Oh, right, like. If somebody wants to go and try and go for it, but enjoy, I don't think it's for me. It's not uh, for you. No. Only as a kicker. <laughs> you don't no. need to do anything else. No, no, I, I get, I get that. That's appealing. But no, rugby's too fun, man. I, I enjoy it, even though it's cold down the winter in Leicester. It's running out of Welford Roads, just with your guys together, blood, sweat, and tears. I don't know. I just, I just love that. And uh, yeah, there's nothing else for me to be honest. And off the back of the World Cup, the celebrations, the goggles. How long do you keep the goggles on for? <laughs> not too long, not too long, no. <laughs> the eyes start to sting off the back of yeah. it. But you went and got some tattoos. We yes. sent them, they did the rounds on social media. Oh, I'm a man with some... again, yeah. Second. Oji Snowman again. What, that was his? It's his contact, yeah. This guy does all It was his contact. All stuff. <laughs> they just brought him in. Mate, we were low in Dubai, a few hours there, which got pretty loose and was good fun. Um, he just got on the phone and by the time we landed, boom. Three, three tattoo artists in there. It took a long time. We probably started at 5 p.m. and finished like three in the morning. So the first few must have been really good. The ones by the end were <laughs> shocking, no? Did they even look like up with some interesting ideas at like one, two in the oh, morning. Okay. <laughs> so there were different ones. So they weren't, so I thought they were all the World Cup with yeah, so, the date. Yeah, yeah, so some of them was just the outline. Some of them got colored in pretty nicely. Um, yeah, it's, it's some of them, some different stuff. Damien Delende got something for his family on his chest as well and stuff like that. So, oh, so it wasn't just the World Cup and some of them nah, were weird chests. Mostly, mostly World Cups, but um, yeah, oh, well, it was good fun. And uh, one day when we're old and wrinkly, we can have a laugh about it, eh? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Andre, some great Springboks in years gone by. Do you have any favourites, like past, present? You know, when you say greatest Springbok, it's quite thought-provoking. There's so many that have come through the success you've had in, in World Cups. Yeah, it's that's, that's tough. Um, there's a few, like I think, of course, it's like generations. And last, the previous generation, oh, I was lucky to play a couple of years with them. And um, it's, it's Victor Matfield, Frida Priya, John Navillia, Skullberger, those guys. You could make to them and, and legends. But I'll probably have to say, at that time for me, Frida Priya, like, he was just a freak, man. Um, the guy just, the vision he had, the, the awareness, for, as a young fly coming through, to play with a guy like that for a couple of years. I learned so much in that time um, from him, the way he saw the game, the way he saw kicking game, the beauty in it, all that stuff. It was really just unbelievable and I, I just, yeah, he was one of the greats here. Do you have a chat to him? Yeah, we'll have a chat every now and then. Does he know that you think he's the greatest or not? <laughs> this is the first he's heard of it. I, I, I think, I think uh, he hasn't heard it in a long time. I think he has heard it before, but uh, for he is such a quiet guy, he'll just have a laugh about it and he won't even acknowledge it. Mm. Um, he's just not that, that kind of guy. Mm. What about in the world right now? So, as World Cup winning, fly half, who did what you did? Is there anyone out there at the minute where you like this lad as a superstar? Or this lad's class and maybe doesn't get the accolades it deserve? Any position or? Any position. Yeah, I think the guy gets the accolades, but I think rightfully so is Dupont. Mm. Uh, Mace, a freak. What he does, 
um, not just everybody sees the YouTube clips and, and the nice stuff on Instagram where he's scoring tries and kicking cross kicks, but the dark stuff he does as well, the physicality, the defense, like he's just he's just so powerful for a little guy, and he's just got that that feel. He's got that feel of space mm. and awareness, and um, yeah, I've, I'm fortunate to play with unbelievable scrummers myself at international level with Fuff and Oilden that are unreal, but I think Dupont's lately just been just been a step above anybody else in the world, yeah. What does Faf say when you say that? If he hears you saying that? <laughs> ah, I think he'll be all right. I think he'll be all right. Will he agree? <laughs> oh, he might. He might. He has to. I like, say that Anthony you know, Dupont. Nice, they are, they're, they're, we're in the guns of the yeah, stuff. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I think yeah, Faf's got so much confidence in he doesn't, he doesn't mind that. I think they won't even touch him. He'll just be all the ducks back with Faf. I know. He's not bothered. Most underrated, Springbok? See you said. Damien, DLND. Well, I thought he was, I think he's unbelievable, but see, I thought he was underrated. Um, yes, he's right up there, but yeah, it's got to be him. I just think he gets criticised a lot, but the thing is we use him in a very specific way. He's got such a skill set, which which people don't get to see every every day. If you watch some of the games he plays in Japan, you get a, you get a feel for what he can do. Um, but he's just a workhorse guy. Just, the thing is, when it gets tough, he's the guy that steps up every single time, and that's, I think, that's why it's not the it's not the pretty stuff. He does the hard yards, and uh, it's got to be Damien Delaney in our team. Yeah. He is pretty. The guys in the team and the women think he's the best-looking rugby player walking the planet. Ben's nodded. Does he know that or not? Does he shoulders back? Uh, he's a bit of a looker, isn't he? Uh, he's he's, oh, he's chiselled, mate. Isn't he? he's, uh, Chisel, he's, that's the one. He's uh, yeah, uh, but he's very happily married now. Just like I just got married, got a couple of kids with Dominica, and uh, um, yeah, he is. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, we say we're all are. I mean, Andre's all right. Mate, Andre, I give you a straight eight out of ten. You know, my <laughs> wife said I'm an eight, but with you, I'm definitely not. Um, funniest Springbok, the lads. Oh. All quite serious, but you're smiling from ear to ear, which is wicked. Yeah, as well. When I when I have you, but I mean, you get such a diverse group, yeah. right? Where rugby's everything. You've got the Africans, the farmers. Peter Steph, the toy doesn't say much, as well. Yeah. They're... Who's the Joker? Quagga looks like a bit of a Joker. Quagga just causes a lot of shit, doesn't he? He's like just negative, always, yeah. always, always in, in, in your ear and all, all over the place. I think funniest, oh, Damon Venom's just pretty funny these days. He's, he's, he's got a great sense of humour. Um, I don't know, like this few, Lord the Yacha when he's in the squad, he's injured now, but he's got a crazy sense of humour as well. Uh, just all around, but like you said, there's so much different cultures involved. We probably don't even get off the humour that some of the other guys that speak different languages mm. uh, they have a good laugh and we don't know how what's going on in anyway but um, I'm sure there's there's some good jokers there as well but yeah there's a few of them floating around yeah. Wicked mate well happy mate you happy? Yeah, all good yeah. yeah so good thank yeah. you so much